0: Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 107. So, the Six Nations squad has now been announced. Um, So, we're going to compare our predictions and see how close we came. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, as promised um, another weekly episode Um, we've just about scraped in uh, in time to ensure that we are sticking to our one a week uh, promise um, for 2019 and I'm joined of course by Dan hi mate
1: hello mate and we are getting very close to the start of the Six Nations I love Six Nations so there's there's a few things to talk about which is good
0: there is there is um before we get cracking, and obviously, um, you know, the squad's been announced for the Six Nations, so yeah, lots to talk about there, um, but, uh, you know, as always, let's crack on with some, uh, some reviews. Um, we've had a few, and uh, being as organised as I am, um, I have obviously got them in front of me right now, and I'm not just talking in order to waste a bit of time while I load the page that has the reviews on it, because that would obviously be incredibly um, unprofessional. So, uh, without further ado, I'll obviously just turn to this page, which has been open all along. Uh, all from the start, mate. I'm from the that. start, and and just read you uh, the most recent reviews, and here they are. Right uh, on. Oh, well thanks. Um, so, yeah, first up, from Allstoff, um, who gave us five stars. He titled his, po- his review, uh, A Dog Walking Masterpiece. He says... Great fun to listen to whilst traversing the Surrey Hills during an evening jaunt. Two gents who are passionate about England rugby enjoy the team's success and share our crippling disappointment when things don't go our way. Some shortcomings with player injury knowledge and location of certain matches, Dan, but makes for all the more entertainment we acknowledged on the following pod. Ever improving and very much uh, enjoy the live game pods. Tip of the hat to you, it's- sirs.
1: That, that's an excellent review that's an excellent review i like that thank you very much and there was no knowledge there was no bad knowledge about uh locations i know england islands are twicken them so it's
0: fine got... <laughs> yeah no, we, we've we've i think we've we've done that particular one <laughs> I, I hope people realize I <laughs> um but yeah no fair fair comment um but like he says we do acknowledge our mistakes unlike some pods um that's because
1: the other pods
0: don't make mistakes. <laughs> but that's also a possibility. <laughs> um, the next one again, five stars. Ellis Genge does exist, says Budgie Jointed. Uh, Ellis Genge is one of the four best props in the country and has to be in the twenty-three when fit. Um, I don't think I'm arguing with him there. Or that no, I think that's I a really mean, good point. Well, I'd maybe say he has to be in the twenty-three when fit. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, and it's, it's- I've- it's a difficult yeah, it's one like... to it's a difficult one to kind of argue when injuries are concerned isn't it because they sort of they take they take away any any weight that an argument would have because no one's saying that it's not the case um, obviously he needs to get fit he needs to stay fit he needs to have been fit for a period of time and then we need to see where Eddie Jones's head is at and obviously see what the alternatives have done in the meantime and so far you know, the props haven't looked too bad so um We'll keep an eye on that one, but you know, I certainly agree. There's no question; he's uh, he's definitely competing for a spot there. Um, and, and you know, when when fit, watch this space.
1: Yeah, it's um Ellie, the thing about Elizeng. I didn't realise until I said until recently; it's been a little while. But how highly rated he was across the board? Um, the amount of I always like everyone was always like, "Oh, this guy's great, this guy." But for for years, this guy's been rated, you know, as he. Almost as if something special.
0: Um, I should point out, by he, the way, especially following the review that we just read out, he obviously isn't injured now. So we are at that point where we're going to find out where Eddie Jones's head is at. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, um, you know, he's well, injured yeah, still.
1: He's not injured in the squad, but has he had enough enough game time this season? Because for me, I feel like with, with prop, uh, so someone like Dan Cole, who I think, I think his form's been consistent and you're starting to build sort of momentum and trust in him. Whereas I feel feel sometimes if you're relatively new back from injury, it's hard to say exactly what form you're on. Because you could come back, have an absolute cracking couple of games. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean your form's going to be great. It may just be... I mean, to the know, thing with Dan
0: Cole. I mean, probably over a year ago, we were saying, you know, he's he's the last of the old dog and the old guard dog, the old guard, and probably, you know, isn't going to be the future of of England rugby and probably won't make the World Cup. So to see him back in contention is obviously interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I, kind of, I guess there's a there's a balance, isn't there, between experience and and kind of. I guess the type of player that you are, you know, props have changed. Um, you know what we what 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 a a top side, what a World Cup winning side looks like in, in their front row is very different to what it was, was five years ago. Um, you know, we know that Eddie Jones has got his eye on trying to create some sort of you know universal rugby player that can play in any position. We'll no, come on yeah, to that later, but. Um, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I don't know whether or not we will actually see Dan Cole involved in the 23, certainly in any of the big games. But just, I wonder whether the experience is more valuable in within the wider squad. I don't know. It's difficult to say. Like you say, his form is consistent, so you know what you're getting. He obviously has a lot of experience in an England shirt. But it does feel a little bit like a step backwards. So, I don't know. This is our uh, this is our our, our our extreme knowledge of the front row coming into play here.
1: Yeah, I, 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 exactly. I think we want to be careful with the front row. I, I think Dan Cole, I, his callback, I'm, I like because I think he's earned it. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they pick. So, with Ellis Gens, my argument is not whether he should be in the 23 if fully fit, because I agree with that statement. It's perhaps really his aerobic fitness up to international standards yeah I don't know maybe it is maybe it's not we'll uh, soon find out
0: yeah absolutely and obviously you know, these days you know it's not just a case of watching them play games they've got so much technology to tell them exactly where where players are in terms of their fitness they'll they'll be doing all sorts of things to work out you know whether or not the time is right for him and uh, either he'll pass the fitness test or he won't um, and yeah if if mr Joint, if, if mr jointed so, uh, believes that, you know, is correct, sorry, in saying that Ellith Gens should be in the 23, um, then, you know, fitness will be the determining factor, and we'll find that out um, in probably a few weeks' time. Um, so, yeah, we'll watch watch this space. Uh, and finally, from Bob at 23, it's another one, but the name I recognize, so I think we've heard from him before, have, yeah, but he's, yeah. he's updated his review. He says, um, Keep it up, guys, five stars, another great pod uh, buzzing for the Six Nations. Looking forward to more from you both. Come on, England! Also, I'm really enjoying the quizzes you guys are doing, which is um, which is great to hear and uh, and and leads us nicely into our next segment because I have prepared a quiz for you, Dan.
1: Oh, here we go. Oh God, this is going to be this going to this going to Well,
0: it's it's on a subject that I that I think that you feel quite strongly about. Um, it's one I believe you should. Well, I'd we'll be- see. It's not the easiest quiz. I won't lie. Um, but uh, but it's it's all about the England 2003 World Cup winning squad, specifically, bar, uh-huh. bar the first question, uh, the the final, the game against oh,
1: Australia. Um, in which case we we could do the quiz, but you might as well just give me all the marks anyway.
0: Well, let's see how you get on. Uh, so, guys, yeah, we'll we'll go through the answers at the end, so you can all play along. Um, Keep keep letting us know what you like, and obviously, yeah, if, the, if you've got a, if if there's a quiz in mind, if there's something you'd like us to put together, let us know what you'd like uh, what sort of quiz you'd like us to do. Because um, I think this is quite a, quite a fun uh, little little interlude. Um, so yeah, on to question number one. Then uh, the only question I'm doing that's that's about the World Cup, the the whole of that World Cup campaign in general, uh, rather than the final itself. And the question is this. Only one member of England's 2003 Rugby World Cup squad played every minute of every game. Lawrence Delaglio. Who was it?
1: Lawrence DeLalio.
0: You're saying Lawrence Delaglio. Okay. well, we'll come back to the answers at the end. I've made a little note. Question number two. Who made the most metres in the 2003 Rugby World Cup final?
1: Oh, the most metres in the Rugby... Um who am I gonna so go not for? necessarily
0: an England player, but you know in that final game, mm-hmm. who made the most meters
1: Lottie to Curie
0: Lottie to Curie well, we'll come back to that one um question number three which English player missed the most tackles during the game
1: oh jesus i I'll, I'll give it's, you. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> we'll make it multiple choice on this occasion um, so you can have uh, Mike Tindall Phil Vickery Matt Dawson or Ben Kay
1: um, uh, I'm going to go Phil Vickery just because he's a fatty and maybe they ran round him and
0: for a bonus point uh, how many did he miss? Oh, bloody hell. Mate. Bonus point is a guess. <laughs> Brutal. Um, Four. You're saying four. No, 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 no. Let me change that. Two. You're saying two. Okay. Question number four. Uh, what was the score at the full-time whistle, obviously before Extra Time was played? Should be an easy one for you.
1: Fourteen all.
0: You're saying 14 all.
1: That's one four. <laughs>
0: One four, one four. Uh, number five. Which team missed the most tackles during the game? Um, now, I will say there's been some conflicting data here, so we're going with what I've what I've landed on. There is a bonus point for the uh, for the number, but uh, it's probably a bit pointless to do it because. Hang on, hang on. Hang so,
1: so. so, what you're asking me here
0: is? <laughs> Guess what I found out.
1: These questions are brutal. Which team? Miss most tackles. Yeah, there are
0: two different answers <laughs> <laughs> for this.
1: Okay, I'm going to say Australia.
0: Okay. But do, you, do you want to risk a bonus point and go with a number?
1: What, 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 what have I got to lose
0: by not <laughs> risking? <laughs> what?
1: Okay, I will go with that. Eight.
0: Eight missed tackles. Okay. Uh, number six. Who was England's top tackler over the 100 minutes?
1: Oh, for God's sake. These these are stats. These are stats. This is not rugby knowledge. This is, uh, who was this... England's top tackler? I meant to Johnny Wilkinson.
0: You're saying Johnny Wilkinson. Um, For a bonus point, hang on, hang on. how many? I'm
1: going to change my answer. Okay. I'm going to say Will Greenwood. And for a bonus point, I'm going to say
0: 14. Will Greenwood with 14. Um, I, What I can tell you is that... that um, the the top tackler in the game was an Australian. So for another bonus point, who was oh, it?
1: My God, this is this is this is not a good quiz. Well, we'll see. From the top, the top tackler in the game was an Australian for bonus point. Who was it? Ah, uh, Sterling Mortlock.
0: Okay, and for another bonus point, how many?
1: Sixteen.
0: I'm saying sixteen. Okay. Um, question number seven. We're nearly there. Which England player gave away the most penalties? Oh my god!
1: And I mean, you've just read, you've just looked up statistics. Pretty you? much, pretty much. I, we're, we're not, we're not messing around.
0: There's no, I mean, there's no guessing at you know how many people attended matches in the whole of 2018 or anything crazy like that.
1: The same type of question. So, so sorry, ask me again on another statistical question <laughs> from 16 years ago. Sorry, no. please <laughs> ask me that question again.
0: <laughs> look if I can tell you that you haven't got zero
1: well no I haven't because I know I've got two answers right which are actual rugby questions um, so sorry say, say that last one again so which general. England
0: player gave away the most penalties um, I'm learning from this next time you get multiple choice on all of them
1: well next time let's make it more
0: rugby rather than statistical
1: uh, Neil back
0: Neil back he says and for a bonus point how many penalties did he give away
1: Oh my god! So uh, eight? No, 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 no! Not eight! Not eight!
0: That's uh, four. You're saying four? Uh, which team conceded the most penalties? They team conceded the most. And England? That must be England. And how many? Oh my god! It's bonus uh, points! Bonus points! You might need the bonus points there. I,
1: I, I need something. And um, there's a bonus
0: it? point for both if I mean, you can get if you can get either one money. right. I uh, have 12. 12 England and how many for Australia? Uh, 10. Okay. Five. One last question. Um, this one may surprise people. Well, it won't if you know the, the stats, but um, Johnny obviously made history with his World Cup winning drop goal, but how many had he previously missed during the match?
1: So I think he'd missed... I think that was his four
0: opportunities. I think he'd missed three. So you're going with three? Yeah. Uh... That is the end of the quiz, Dan. You'll be pleased to know. Yes. It's just purely statistical, I felt. Well, yeah, it was a statistical quiz, but about a subject which you have previously claimed, you know, would be your your mastermind specialist subject. So I figured we'd test you properly.
1: It's. Uh, it's not, so let's, uh, let's go back and see how... Let's go back and
0: look at the answers. Right, so question number one was uh, only one member of England's 2003 squad played in every minute of every game. You were very quick to give your answer, Lawrence Delalio. I'm afraid the answer was Ben Kay. Was it? It was Ben Kay. He was the only man to play every minute of every game. Uh, so, oh, kill that. So that would be... <laughs> I don't know how to a mute, mute it. There we go. We'll come back to that in a minute. So, yes. Unfortunately, no points. Nil point there for you, my friend. Um, second question, who made the most metres? You said Lottie to Kiri. It yeah. was, in fact, Jason Robinson. Ah! Oh. Not, not only did he make the most metres, which was 142 metres, it was 88 metres more than anyone else in the game.
1: Uh, well, when you said that, I think you threw me off.
0: I, I, I did think that maybe that would throw you off when I said it could be any from either side. Um yeah, probably. In hindsight, the quiz was quite difficult for you, and I shouldn't have made it harder.
1: Uh, yeah, it was quite difficult. I, yeah, go on. Done. Oh
0: my god, this is <laughs> going to be crazy. <laughs> Which English player missed the most tackles during the game? You went with Phil Vickery. It was uh, Mike Tindall.
1: And Mike Tindall, okay? Um, there was <laughs> there was a
0: bonus point on offer here, and you you said initially you said four, and you changed your answer to two, and the correct answer was three. So no bonus point there, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: <laughs> the score, 14-all. Yeah, you got a point. Okay, <laughs> awesome. One point, that's good. Uh, which team missed the most tackles? You went with Australia, which was, of course, correct. Um, the I, I'm scrapping the bonus point here because one thing I read said uh, Australia with six and another said Australia with 24. So I, I'm both seeing pretty... And pretty, what did like, I say?
1: What did I say? You said eight. Well, that's in between, so I think you've got
0: to give me that. Oh, OK, well, you need the points. We'll give you a bonus point there. Go on.
1: So
0: you've got two points there. Well done, you. Right. Awesome. Um, this one, you'll kick yourself. So who was England's top tackler over the 100 minutes? You said Johnny Wilkinson. Then you changed your mind and said Will Greenwood. Was it Johnny? It was Johnny. And you said... I thought
1: it was one of those two.
0: And you said 14. But, uh, but
1: Will, I put Will Greenwood because he was the... Really... <laughs> I just remember him... He was a bit of a tackle machine and he yeah. was... Well, but, yeah,
0: Johnny Wilkinson, a bit of an everything machine, tackling one of his specialities. Yeah. Um, you said 14 tackles. It was, in fact, 15. Although Will Greenwood <laughs> may have been 14, I don't know. Um,
1: that, that, that's what I meant. I meant Will Greenwood was 14,
0: yeah. Yeah, So, but, but then bonus point-wise, uh, you said Mort, Sterling Mortlock. It was, in fact, Elton Flatley, but you did say 16, which was the correct answer. So you get a bonus point. Yeah, amazing. Uh, which England player gave away the most penalties... You said Neil Back, Trevor Woodman.
1: I was going to say, with hindsight, I thought it would be a front row because there were so many given at the scrum.
0: Well, that was, yeah. So, it was Trevor Woodman. So, unfortunately, yeah, Neil Back is incorrect. And you said four. It was actually three. So, no bonus point. Team that conceded the most penalties was England. You said 12-10. It was 14-8. I'm 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 seeing the difficulty in this quiz now. I'm learning from this Um but uh, yeah,
1: remember, and for me to actually get these right would be insane. So, yeah. Like no one knows this. Well, not online. Not even the statistical people online know it because they can't even get how many tackles I've <laughs> This
0: is a fair point, but you know th- this is this is what I prepared, and unfortunately, um, yeah, you're just not doing very well. Anyway, final question was obviously about Johnny and his drop goals. Uh, good knowledge. Three missed uh, drop goals prior to the World Cup winning one, obviously slotted a few in, in in between, but he missed one in the 23rd minute, one in the 72nd minute, and one in the 90th minute, um, where Elton Flatley, by contrast, missed one penalty and one conversion. So, it could have all been over. To, bizarrely, despite his legendary form with the boot and, and his notoriety for winning the World Cup with it, he wasn't having his best day with with the boot on during that final um but that that was only
1: that was only from a drop goal perspective wasn't it
0: yes yeah yeah so he he missed yeah missed three drop goals and a conversion over the over the 100 minutes so in in real time he missed two drop goals and one conversion um but in real time and in real time uh, Elton Flatney missed one penalty one conversion right so it could have all been over Jordan I actually, but say, that, I think that says a lot about you know a lot of people will think that that World Cup was won by Johnny Wilkinson's boot, which it, it, the final thing obviously came off his boot. But as we know, it wasn't his best drop goal, even that one. Um, but yeah, he wasn't having his best day, so I think that just drop goal
1: I've ever seen. Hey, the best drop goal, hey? best drop goal sweetest, I've ever seen,
0: sweetest, maybe not the best, but the yeah. sweetest. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, it went, went between the posts. That's all that matters. Yeah. So I think the lesson learned here is that um, difficult quizzes are not really your thing. Statistical quizzes, well, not really your thing.
1: I look forward to next week when you have to answer a quiz about <laughs> what, what age was I when I scored my first
0: try in the right-hand corner or something. You've never scored a try, so that's an easy
1: one. <laughs> uh,
0: well, what, maybe what I should have done was what I had originally planned, which I found this little uh, online quiz where I ask you a series of questions and a computer spits out an answer as to what position you should play um but we'll we'll save that for another time because I think that would be interesting yeah uh well yeah, there you go guys uh, apologies Sorry, having uh, having uh, re- when I read it when I read it first time round I thought yeah this quiz looks good it's uh, it's it's about the world cup it's interesting uh, and then of course in hindsight I'm realizing that it's really easy when you've seen the answers um uh, not so much when you're hearing for the first time maybe maybe that quiz would have worked better with multiple choice
1: maybe maybe those sort of quizzes like if you ask, like, which player in the World Cup final scored a try for Australia or something like that, that makes it better rather than which player for Australia ran 141 metres, which was incidentally 40 shorter than Jason
0: Robinson. <laughs> well, um, it, it, yeah. on that particular question, the, the extra detail wasn't required. There were no bonus points available. All you had to say was Jason Robinson.
1: Well, um... that, that
0: one I'm okay with. That, that one you should have been able to get.
1: Listeners, I am so sorry. Andy can get a bit geekoid sometimes, and uh, he seems to have taken it to extreme. I, I, hope, I have, have taken it is...
0: to extreme. I put my hands up going through it with Dan and seeing how badly he's just done. Um, so badly, in fact. Uh, I'm... <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, three, four, five, six points. Out of quite a few, more than that. So. Wasn't there only seven questions? That's pretty good. Oh yeah, but we count the bonus points, so unless they don't <laughs> count seven in the available, yeah, in the available tally, uh, we should perhaps we should perhaps put, perhaps put this down to a lesson learned and uh, and move on, um, and and hope no one was listening. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that,
1: that, that would be a good one. Yeah.
0: Let's move on and talk about something a little more current than um, the the squad. Obviously, it's been announced. Um, we yeah. In our last episode, we made some predictions. Um, we weren't a million... Well, I say we weren't a million. We, we predicted our 23, I think, didn't we? I,
1: I, I think we uh, we made some good predictions. And one prediction I actually said at the end, and this isn't me just trying to sum myself here, is one player who might be left out would be Danny Kerr. And he, he was.
0: So. Yeah, you asked me, if, of all the players in there, who do I think might not make the cut? And... You did say Danny Care was an option, and yeah, he's not included. And I, I don't know. Part of me, when I yeah. when I saw that, thought, you know, I was a bit annoyed. And then I kind of thought, well, actually, am I am I that disappointed? Like I don't know. It's it, it because Dan robson has been included, and we've been calling for him for some time, and because he's kind of a like for like replacement for Danny Care, I feel like. The squad has that Danny Care-esque element to it, so i'm less I'm less concerned. Does that make sense It, it does it does completely make sense um i yeah
1: it's a shame for Danny Care. I think Danny Ker' like a great player played well, but i I, I think I'm similar to you. um Dan Robson is a really good player. Um, what I find weird is i find I think there's times where Dan Robson's inclusion would have made more sense than it does now.
0: Yeah, so, certainly to at least have seen him playing an England shirt. Yeah,
1: okay. and fair enough. In the autumn, as Eddie said, he was injured, so they couldn't really get the look of him. But
0: yeah, they missed the, they missed a trick in South Africa. They had opportunities so. and didn't take them. Yeah, um, and that's really what the tour a big part of what the tour was about was was you know if you're going to take as we discussed back then you know if you're going to take uncapped players then you need to have a look at them otherwise what's the point of taking them um but you know whatever whatever has happened since he's obviously done enough to um to get himself you know back in contention um and i think more than in contention because i'm looking at the squad now uh a few names i don't really know a huge amount about but uh, it looks like ben youngs and dan robson are going to be the two in the 23rd. yeah i believe they're the, come only, up. They are the only two so we will we will obviously see him um so, yeah, great opportunity for him to um, to, to, to claim the shirt. Um, and obviously, Danny Kerr is there in the background. So, you know, if, if it goes horribly wrong, Danny will, I'm sure, get another shot. You know, I don't think it's all over for him.
1: Um, this is this is what's quite interesting. Because do you remember last year when uh, ben, ben Youngs got injured and Richard Wigglesworth had to come in? Yes. One of the things that I thought was the issue is, because it would only ever been two scrum halves, the fact that you somehow had to learn the calls, the moves, everything. Whereas, if for your argument's say Ben Young's got injured this time and Danny Kerr came in. He knows it. He knows it. And as does Richard
0: Wigglesworth, because he yeah. had a few more squads. So, we're
1: a bit...
0: I think we're a bit more... It's it's, it's a safe, yeah, we're a bit, bit safer in that, in that department.
1: It's find quite weird, that you only named two. Bearing in mind, that did impact us quite a lot last, last time round.
0: yeah. I yeah I don't mean really, I, I I never really understand the so the 36 man squad is what they've selected but why can you only have a 30, surely you can have a squad of whatever you want at this stage um, it's the 23 on the day that matters that because you can call people so, up at any time you want I don't yeah but that's I a, think it's an agreement with uh with the rugby clubs as to how many players they'll take right okay
1: I I think there's that agreement uh, and I think there is actually a situation ruling as well about how many you can name in your squad. Oh,
0: well, but yeah, you can name 36, but you can chop and change as much as you want. So maybe they should have taken Danny Care to. to uh, They were out in Portugal, I think they were or they are. Yeah, they um, went to, maybe to, they should have just take Danny yeah. Care anyway and he could be the water boy, but actually he trains. Sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Brown inclusion. I kind of almost feel like why? With 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 what you know, what's the what's the thinking behind that? You know, you've made such a huge commitment to Elliot Daly at fullback with with so much with so many options on the wing. There's no room for Mike Brown as as a fullback to play on the wing. I mean, I get his cover, but yeah, I don't know. I I can't see him being involved.
1: I I half get it. Elliot Daly has been put fullback. Don't get me wrong, Elliot Daly is such a good player. But I don't think he's made that position of his own yet. But I think it's almost a case of we just need somebody just in case Elliot Daly struggles. Like under the high ball, I know Elliot Daly has had some struggles. And against a team like Ireland, for example, that could be a big thing. Because Ireland yeah. will, with Conor Murray, that it may be the case that suddenly Eddie Jones sees after 20 minutes they're bombarding Elliot Daly. He wants that he's not managing it, yeah, who's your best hyperloter and probably
0: Mike Brown. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it could also be what we just said said on the South African tour, that you know, he's still there as a sort of uh, almost like a, a kind of playing coach for Elliot Daly just, just just to help him own that position. Um, I mean, <laughs> that, there's no evidence for that whatsoever, but um, maybe. Uh, it just, yeah, that's the, that's the one that for me, he wasn't on our, certainly wasn't on our radar um, when we discussed it last week. You know, I kind of felt like he, his ship had sailed, but clearly Eddie doesn't think so. And so he's still there, still got his shot. Um, and bottom line, if the team that he picks does well and gets when when the team that he picks does well and get, wins the Grand Slam, um, I don't really care who who was in it. Um, that very true. But uh, but yeah, well, that it'll be interesting to see whether or not Mike Brown is there with you know, an in genuine contention. Um or whether there's some other thinking behind it, whether we ever find that out or just have to make assumptions who knows um any others devoto's obviously been is included i don't he's he's a he's a a newbie right
1: uh no well he, he's he's coming he's basically coming for um
0: lazoski but but has he played he this is this he's he hasn't got any caps yet has he
1: I I'm pretty, No, he's not capped yet. He's playing really well for Exeter. Uh, I say he's not capped yet. I'm sure he's not capped yet. I may be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure he's not capped yet. He is playing really well for Exeter. He's a great player. I, I'm happy to see the voter there. And Thorley, obviously, Gloucester. Yeah, no, he's, he's a newbie. I'm quite surprised he's in. Yeah. I think he's a really good player, and I think he's playing well, showing a lot of promise. I just... I, I personally can't see him making...
0: Is it, it, yeah. his is it part of Eddie's? You know, he, he's he's chosen not to call. He's chosen not to, you know, call them um, apprentice players. But is it is it all part of that that same game? You know, is he just getting people? You know, he always throwing a couple of wild cards with no intention of actually using them. Give them that experience of being around the team. Not that I think I get that, but um, it's something that he's obviously been doing maybe it's more it's of one
1: to Oh, because someone like uh, Courtney Ossinger, who, I guess when we first saw him, we were probably thinking he's a bit of a wild card. He's now actually really owned a position. Oh, so. yeah.
0: But he's, he's offered England an entirely new dynamic out on the wing. You know, we haven't really had that kind of player um, certainly for a long time. You know, it's been about, especially in, in the Eddie Jones era, it's all been about pure pace and nothing more. And now we've got you know, maybe not quite Lomu, but uh, you know he's he's much more of that that elk of player, isn't he? Big, strong. You know, try and run through people as well as around them. Uh,
1: yeah, it's almost I mean, like having
0: another centre. You know, out wide.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, Oli i I He's going to get an England opportunity at some point. As it turns out, that's now. Um, yeah, I'm not anti it because I don't think that. I don't think that anybody has been completely left out for him, like Yeah. You you know, sometimes when you see players come in and they are like, This is ridiculous, why is not for example, why is Dan Robson not on the tour where Jack Maunder is or whatever it may be. Um I, I don't think that's the case for polypolly, so I'm not I'm not too bothered by that one.
0: Um Fine and finally JJ's back. Yes. So there's there's I mean this probably leads on nicely. I mean we haven't gone into the forwards so we'll sort of cut back to it in a moment but um I ran a, a, a Twitter poll uh this week. Um uh, some of you will have seen it and and voted on it. Um it actually came, <laughs> she's been begging me to uh to give us some something to do with the pod my wife um who's getting into rugby now and I've told her it's uh, this is not for her but um but she she's insisted and she keeps on banging on at me and so she tweeted in the end rather than asking me she she tweeted the pod um to ask if we would run a poll uh on Henry Slade um rate or slate uh to see what people thought because obviously you and I've had very different <laughs> opinions Who named
1: that you or Lucy
0: Huh? It's named that you or Lucy. Lucy named it to be fair. Oh, good for her. Um but uh, but yeah so so I thought do you know what You've you've come to the podcast as a listener, so I you know yes. got, got to take you as seriously as anyone else. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that you've come to the pod rather than to to your husband, but um yeah. So so <laughs> I popped. I popped I'm the...
1: get in the back door, Lee. That is disgraceful. Man. Come <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, we ran we ran the poll, and um, you'll be pleased to know that the results very much fell in your favour. Um, with uh, I think it was about seventy. 77 people I'm just pulling it up now to to confirm um here we go 75 of you voted yeah um 68% rate 32% slate so it's you know, by no means unanimous but certainly uh uh no sorry it is unanimous <laughs> um but it's yes.
1: just slightly less than what I got on the uh, what I got on the test earlier
0: Slight, yeah, slightly more than you got on the test earlier. Oh, you mean the slate thirty-two percent?
1: Um, it's uh, I think it's more.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the and the question was uh, Henry Slade as England rugby uh, as England's permanent thirteen to discuss. Oh, wow,
1: so that's quite a good a result. So it
0: wasn't just yeah rate or Slate Henry Slade as a player. It was it was you know the question was based on whether or not people see him as the permanent thirteen. Um, and I'm guessing yeah, Jay, right now JJ is his biggest competition right I would have thought so, so um, that's interesting I'll, I mean you are
1: but by the way just to pre-warn yourself and listeners the cleaner's turning up and my dog's going mental so you are about to hear some uh,
0: tell the cleaner to leave
1: interesting well the, well the problem with doing that is the alternative
0: as in the mess been I had to claim. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> I think everyone would agree. We'll run a poll. I think everyone would agree that that's what you should do. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm guessing you're pretty happy to hear that uh, that 68 of our of our listeners or our followers on Twitter at least um, agree with you on the Henry yeah. Slade yeah. the Henry Slade matter. Um, I'm not still not convinced, um, right. but I'm open to seeing. Myself proved wrong uh, I, know, I know he was he was he was better than he had been uh, in the autumn but I don't know I, I'd still like I haven't seen JJ in an England shirt for some time and, and you know there were t- there was a time when he was pretty special so I think it'll be interesting to see how how that affects things moving forwards and um, he was obviously a, a, a go-to for Eddie back in you know back when he before he got his injuries
1: yeah I, I agree like Jonathan Joseph was his go-to and rightly so. Um JJ had he had a sort of season or two where he just came out offered something new, scored tries for fun, and he was, you know, real breath of fresh air. But then I thought towards the end when well, I said towards the end, before his sort of extended period out, I just thought he was slightly slightly off form compared to what he had been. So the timing was right for Slade to come in make it his own. For me at the moment, Slade is the man, but that's because JJ's been injured. And I'd love to see JJ really fight for that position. I think we're in good I think we're in a good uh health-wise, good healthy
0: place for 13. Definitely, definitely. Um okay, uh looking at the forwards then, um, I think the other thing that we said last week, we were talking about who potentially wouldn't be involved, um and we said, who did we say? Uh, I haven't done Armand. <laughs> <So. laughs> I think that one, that one, it, that's a ship that has sailed and it's, it's now yeah. beyond the horizon. Um, I don't think it, there's any point in going onto that, into that anymore. There's clearly something there that has, um, that's ensured that he's just not getting a look in. Um, and I don't think we'll ever know what it is. Um, it's a maybe, bit weird. Maybe till after Eddie has, has left the England job. Um, but, uh, but no, I'm thinking, um, uh, you know, the Bath, number eight. Um, oh, Zach Mercer. Zach Mercer, who's not been included. Yeah. Um... And we'd actually picked him in our 23. But, we equ- but equally no, said, said we didn't think he'd make it and we didn't think he'd be in the squad. Or we thought that there was yeah. a good chance he wouldn't be. Um, because obviously Eddie's a big fan of, um...
1: of... Of a big number eight. Eddie loves a massive number well, eight. And he's
0: got it, obviously, because Billy's back. So he's got his and big number Nathan eight. Hughes. Say again. So is Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes, yeah. So he's got his two big number eights. Um, yeah. Wilson has obviously been his been a number eight for him. Um, you know, in the autumn and did fantastically well. So he's got a, got a third option there. So yeah, I'm not I'm not massively surprised uh, looking at looking at that. I think he's got options and maybe Zach Mercer was unfortunate to just miss out um, and maybe it came down to you know Wilson or Mercer. And on that basis, I think I'm happy with the decision, if that is the, if that is what it came down to. Although I probably would have had Mercer instead of Hughes. I I'm I'm I, I'm yeah I'm
1: not unhappy. I I think it shows a way to play. I think I think it lacks creativity that decision. But Eddie's never hid behind what he sees in number eight and what he sees as needed at that position. So I don't, I don't think you know I'm certainly not going to argue it because I don't think like I say I don't think it is a big surprise
0: no and we've got big ball carriers who can make yards who can offload and that ultimately that's what we've seen working for the big teams so yeah. um you know that's not to say that jack mercer can't uh, jack mercer Zach mercer can't do that because he can and he does uh, but it's but it's just he, he lacks the bulk that these other guys yeah. have got. And, that, <laughs> and, and and you know he 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 obviously he he's able to work around that but yeah what eddie's looking for is is size um and when you've got options like Billy V and uh you know say and Nathan Hughes um it, yeah it's hard to argue with that if you've got a game plan that that requires it so um probably not a ma- massive surprise and yeah like we said like I said we we sort of semi predicted it last week so um other than that I think things look pretty much as as expected obviously Dylan Hartley is injured so he's not involved um we you did mention that you thought there was an injury going on, and we weren't sure what the what that was going to mean. I think there's the rumours are that there's a possibility he'll be back in time for the Wales game. Um, whether that's Eddie saying that, which would suggest that he's very much still, uh, you know, an important part of Eddie's setup, or whether that's just the press saying it, and we'll see what happens if if he does become available, whether or not he's called back in. Um, but obviously, in the meantime, I'm sure he will be. I so.
1: Completely. Sure he will be. Uh, f- apart
0: from anything else for the reasons we've already talked about um, with Owen Farrell on the captaincy, uh, which we won't yeah. go into. Um, but um, we won't.
1: Back- Eddie actually back those points up as well.
0: Yeah, he has specifically said that one of the things Owen needs to work on is his ability to talk to the officials the w- and the way to do it. He's not. he's said he's not very good at at dealing with the officials, and you, your captain absolutely has to be. You can't throw a tantrum as the captain, you need to be able to, you, know, you want to be able to influence the officials if you can, but ultimately you need, you need to be respected by them. And I don't know, there's there's something not quite there. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'd be concerned if Owen Farrell was our only option at captain.
1: Uh, yes, well yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I think Dylan Hartley is definitely a big part. I think he will be back. The only way I can't see him taking part is if, both Jamie George and Luke cowan he have just unbelievable a <laughs> couple of amazing
0: games, yeah. Um, in which case, you know, he needs to leadership. Maybe, maybe that's where Big Joe comes back. Although he's just too quiet. He's too quiet. I like the idea of him. He, he strikes me as like a nice guy. <laughs> um, maybe that's a good balance. Yeah, it's uh... maybe having like a Joe Launchbury and an Owen Farrell. You got kind of uh, good cop, bad cop. It's-
1: it's interesting because Eddie this week, and people got, and actually I mugged off Eddie for something he said this week, which is, again, taken completely out of context. I was unfair to do it, but um, Eddie said about Johnny Sexton and about how he has the rest and everyone took that as, oh, Eddie's saying they paper, him. Eddie then went on to say that that was because he'd earned his rights uh, with the referees, because he's a world-class player, because of the way he conducts himself. Now, don't get me wrong. Owen Farrell's a world-class player, but Owen Farrell hasn't had the opportunity in that leadership role to to interact with a referee. I actually think Joe Launchbury would have respect of referees because I think the way he sort of conducts himself on a pitch, the referees would respect. They would respect that Joe Launchbury not the sort of guy who's going to just run up and shout anything in his face. But if Joe Launchbury brings something up, it would likely be because there was a genuine incident he wants. So oh, like,
0: so, I don't think there's any question about whether or not the referees would respect Joe Launchbury, and I think they would listen to him. I think the, the, my, my issue would be whether or not Joe Launchbury is vocal enough to find that balance, because, you know, you want to be respected by the referees, but you look at someone like a Jono back in the day, you know, he knew when to talk to the referees, he knew when to talk to his players, um, he was he was very vocal. Um, and maybe maybe it's just me, Joe Launchbury just seems like, you know, the sort of the, the quiet... Guy that's simmering and and you know obviously he's he's brutal and he's dangerous on the pitch and he, he's brilliant for England but I don't know do, is he is he vocal enough to to lead the side as the captain or, or does he well, like to I, kind I, of listen I, and get on and do a job? I mean I think a good
1: people to ask here would be was fans who had seen him like a
0: yeah yeah well well, well that's a, that's a very good um, point you know he's obviously proven his his leadership abilities in that respect hasn't he so. Guys, yeah, get, let okay. us know if you're a big Wasps fan and you've obviously been following him. Let us know why that is not the case. Let us know why he would be a good uh, England captain, and not just Wasps fans. Anyone who's got an opinion, you know, if you if you believe that he would make a good captain, let us know. If you think that he wouldn't make a good captain, let us know because um, it'd be an interesting one to discuss. Dan's obviously said a few times that he sees Joe Launchbury as a as a one of the big leaders of our of our lads, so um, be interesting to hear your thoughts.
1: Um, yeah, I'd be I'm be interested. To hear. I, I do think it's too late for that
0: now, though. Uh, yeah, it probably is. And but but you know we all, we want leaders, don't we? In the in the in the squad, yeah. in the team, um, and more than just the captains. So I think you know World Cups, there are games where you play very different looking sides, and you have got to throw someone in as captain, um, and you want them to be genuine leaders, not just token captains, because you got to pick someone. Just pick the fly half, or or, or pick the you know the number eight or whatever it might be you know so so I think it would be good to have genuine contenders um across the board um so we'll we'll see what happens um the last thing I want to talk about so we are planning oh we' got some funny noises good a reconnection your connection is poor Hello yeah you're back hello mate. can you hear me now
1: yeah i can i you, i don't know what's happening i don't know why the hell this is going on you've got shit internet yeah it is uh i'm at sirens but every internet and everything else is absolutely fine so i don't know why ah,
0: should be at your own house <laughs> yes yeah. uh okay where was i i'm just gonna move on to the next the next bit yeah uh, right, so finally, um, before we call time on today's episode, um, and in in the wake of the Twitter poll I ran on Henry Slade, um, what I thought we would do is every week we're going to run, I'm going to run a poll on Twitter. Um, I'll try and get it on Facebook too. Uh, I'm sure there is a way, um, and obviously you can email us if you've got opinions and things. But um, basically, what I want to do is put together a social media side um, and by which I mean we will present every position, one position every week. We'll present the obvious choices. Um, We'll present the obvious choices for that position. And we'll find out from you guys who you want to see. And obviously over the course of 15 weeks, we'll put together England's social media starting 15 or, you know, certainly up front as far as our followers are concerned. Um, Because I think, you know, it's all well and good, Dan and I having these conversations and debating what the team should look like every week. Um, But it'd be very interesting to hear what you guys think. I know that certainly things like the inclusion of Dylan Hartley, there's a lot of people that don't think that he should be part of this side. So um, yeah, we'll see what you guys think. Likewise, Henry Slade, 68% of you may rate him, uh, but do more than that rate, someone else instead of him um, so it'll be an interesting way to see what the side looks like and then compare that with what we've said um, as we head obviously towards uh, the end of the year and the, the World Cup sound like a plan you like the sound of that sounds like a plan to me I like the sound of it be, yeah
1: the social media 15 attached. obviously over on. those 15 weeks no doubt people will get injured and that will have to change dramatically but
0: Well, what we'll do is we'll we'll cut at the end when we when we've almost got our team, if there are any obvious, uh, you know, sort of selection issues in terms of injuries or form, we'll we'll do a sort of a a sort of a a last minute dash to find out, you know, if if anyone's changed their mind about anything um, or possibly put together a couple of different teams based on what people have said and get you to vote on which one you agree with but um we'll, we'll cover that off nearer the time we'll also come up with a better name than the social media 15 but that's what it is for now um so yeah guys get in touch uh on twitter facebook everywhere you'll find us at england rugby pod you can get hold of us obviously on email Pod at gmail.com um and yeah keep tuning in rate us review us on itunes um we'll read those out obviously uh, it's always good to hear what people think um and we've been getting some really good uh, Feedback from you guys, so um, and also with the quizzes, um, we've obviously learned a bit of a lesson today. Um, Dan apologises for being so poorly, <laughs> poorly educated, <laughs> so poorly educated on what he claims to be his um, specialist subject. But uh, we, yeah, let us know what sort of things you'd like us to quiz one another on I'm in the future. Dan, we're at the end of the episode now. Just say goodbye.
1: Um, well guys thanks very much for listening uh, our numbers are actually up and are looking good so please keep sharing it we would you know we'd love to spread this as far wide as possible and uh, we'll catch you next week take it easy guys